Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Commander Clash podcast. This is episode 88. Here we talk about all things Commander-related, and this week we have the One Ring from Lord of the Rings. So Lord of the Rings previews are out, and we have the One Ring, the legendary artifact. We're going to do a deep dive uh, this episode. Uh, so joining me here today is Tomer, Budget Commander. How are you doing, Tomer? I'm doing well. I'm very excited. As a Lord of the Rings nerd, a fellow Lord of the Rings nerd, uh, I know Krim is the number one nerd over here. I'm very excited to talk about Lord of the Rings. Krim, the don't, Asian don't Avenger, our resident Lord of the Ring expert. How are you doing? Yeah. I'm not the Lord of the Rings expert. Don't, don't put that he out there. He was going that about is, it that before is, we started that recording. Not, that you need to stop that. That is not true. I don't, I don't want to like. Have, I don't want people to think I like this franchise. I watch this franchise. As soon as the anime comes out, he'll be like, "Oh my god, I've always been the biggest Touch, fan. I can't. I'm die, so glad it finally did it." Heart. Okay. Day one, love Lord of the Rings. <laughs> That's me. And we have Saffron Olive. Seth, how are you oh. doing? Uh, I'm good. I might not know much about Lord of the Rings, but I do know a lot about Phyrexian Arena, so uh, so I have things to say about this card. You just, but in our previewing, Seth knew all the characters. He pronounced them all correctly, which is better than any magic set ever. <laughs> so I don't, uh. I don't know about this. I think we're all... <laughs> Ironically, like, <laughs> everyone secretly loves Lord of the Rings. Apparently. He might know yeah. all the characters, but I've I heard not just from the comment section, but my friends have come up to me and said he keeps butchering all the names. Frodo, uh, like, right? Yes. I've Frodo. definitely first time. On my, uh, on my Frodo. Strings, I've I've also definitely said that Seth is a huge anime fan. Yeah. So like he just plays it off like he isn't. <laughs> so I wouldn't be surprised if Seth was also a huge Lord of the Rings. Yeah, I switch yeah. back and forth uh, between Lord of the Rings and anime. Yeah, when no one's else around, that's what I put on. Yep, between those two. All right, and I am the Codfather Richard, and uh, I will be guiding you through Middle Earth today as we talk about the One Ring. Uh, for the record, I like Lord of the Rings. Uh, yeah, I have watched. And consumed less Lord of the Rings content than Krim, I believe. But I actually what? like. <laughs> I actually My knowledge. Krim is like hate watching ago. it. Okay, okay, okay. But well, first, okay, if you if you if you're listening, make sure uh, you follow us, give us a like, give us a subscribe on whatever relevant platform. So Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, YouTube, uh, and also check out Richard's Garage, mpggoldfishmerch.com, where you can pick up. Uh, Magic the Gathering accessories and other branded goldfish stuff uh, featuring our mascot scoops. So be sure to check that out. And before we, we get into Lord of the Rings proper, we have some cleanup to do. Uh, so besides being Lord of the Rings experts, we are also expert, I don't know what we are, startup pitchers. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> Money takers. We two Two episodes ago... Uh, we we all gave our finest pitches. Well, Tomer wasn't here, uh, but we wow. gave our, our finest pitches on cards you should be playing, and we asked you, the listeners, to vote on the best. So we're just gonna close that out to see who got who got all the monies. Um, so round one, we had uh, Microsynth Garden from Krim, uh, Machine Gods Effigy from Phil, Skullwinder from myself, and Seth Clever Impersonator. Uh, Phil won. With Machine God's Effigy, 40% of people would invest in Phil. Coming up second was Skullwinder at 
uh, 19% Michael Sith Garden and then 9% for Clever Impersonator where Seth Ouch. managed to punt Ouch. on understanding the card <laughs> without even playing it. Oh, good pass. <laughs> and then in round two, uh, Seth's Hunted Horror got 38%. So Seth made a comeback. Hey, recovery. That was the winner. Tied at second and third with 22%. Uh, My Spirited Companion and Phil's Brash Tonner. And at 18%, all the control players, Crim spreading plague, <laughs> pulling in the rear. Good, good. I got, I got, I got. Uh, someone's got to draw the hate. I will. Cards gonna get. I gotta get played. I just have to bring it back for another Shark Tank until everyone believes. Uh, yeah, that, that that's pretty cool. I'm, I'm. How can you like Seth Hunted Horror but not like Skullwinder? What is wrong? <laughs> I'm confused. So much I'm power, confused. Richard. So much power. As a third party, uh, I would have voted for uh, Skullwinder and then probably probably Hunted Horror. Although I, I, I say Spreading Plague is probably the pick, but I don't want people to play it. So I would not <laughs> it is criminally it. underplayed. Right? I'm pretty sure yeah. a lot of people yeah. wanted this effect. It's just now The card is undeniably it's, strong, but it's also going to get you killed. And also just don't play it, please. It's called <laughs> Copium. People were just like, please, if we just don't vote it up, no one will play it. It's Copium. The Jared thing with uh, the four-color Cavu entering the battlefield and wiping all the other uh, colored creatures on the battlefield is disgusting. Oh, baby, yeah. Yeah. Okay, anyway. Lord of the Rings. Before we get into our one ring rating, I need to know everyone's background with Lord of the Rings. We need to clear up all the air right now. Are you a fan of the franchise? Have you watched the movies? Ironically or unironically, Chris? <laughs> Have you read the books? <laughs> How many characters do you know? <laughs> Can you read the language? <laughs> so I'll, I'll start, okay? I'll start. I am a fan mm-hmm. of Lord of the Rings. Uh, I actually read The Hobbit. It's one of my favorite books. I think The Hobbit is actually the best piece of Lord of the Rings stuff. Uh, the movie is a travesty. Do not watch that. Any of them. Uh, Any of them. Lord of the Rings. Really no, 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 no. no. Yeah, it's just Hobbit. the Hobbit movie. The shortest movie, the shortest book of all Lord of the Rings. And they somehow made it into like three mind-numbingly boring (laughs) movie somehow, right? After the success of Lord of the Rings. uh, I read one and a half, maybe two. I didn't finish Lord of the Rings. It's a very thick and dense book to get through. This was in high school. Uh, But I I watched the movies and I loved them uh, when they first came out. But I've only watched them once and I've never watched the extended director's whatever (laughs) magic. And I watched like 1.5 episodes of the Amazon series before my wife vetoed it. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> so my wife was like, the rings. And I'm like, oh. I'm like, but I, I, I would want to watch the rest of it when I have the shot. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty similar with you, Richard. Like, I I think the Hobbit book as a book was really really good. It's an ex- ex- excellent like children's book. It's just like very lighthearted adventure, and I actually enjoyed reading it more than Lord of the Rings. I like the Lord of the Rings a lot though. I got through all of it, but I remember there was like Return of the King or something. He gets really big into detail and tangents on like a battle that I was just like. I was I was just slogging through it for the sake of slogging through it. He'll be like, and this man, his he was the ancestor. He was the the descendant of blah blah blah. The great the great the great the great. Oh yeah, and he died or something or whatever. I don't care. It's like <laughs> whatever. But anyway, so I I read the books. I liked the books both, all of them, even the Lord of the Rings ones. Um, liked all of them. Uh, I really liked the movies. The Lord of the Rings movies 
are one of my favorites. I don't really watch movies more than once, but I did watch it like twice, cool. like once in, once in high school and then once again. And then recently, last year, I watched it with my boyfriend. We watched the extended cut because he's like he's like an ultimate Lord of the Rings. He's a he's like a he's like a huge Lord of the Rings uh, fanboy, and he watches the movies extended cut every single year as a tradition. Um, so we watched it. And then one of my favorite video games, I don't know if Richard remembers this or, or fellow, fellow, fellow oldies, uh, the PS2 action games Lord of the Rings. They made an action game for each of the Lord of the Rings movies, and it was really cool. It was like you could play one of the Fellowship, and like you learned more and more move sets and combinations and everything, and you leveled up your characters and stuff. It was so good. Um, Did you so play I love that. Shadow too. of Mordor? Shadow of Mordor is so good, too. Yeah. Oh my God, that was so I fun. Heard that game was really good. Yeah, yeah. So I played Shadow people, of Mordor yeah. as well. Uh, I played the PS2 games. I watched the the Amazon ones, but it was it was definitely a slog. I think it was like a gorgeous cinematic, but like the the writing was so bad. The dwarves were the only good thing. Like I loved anytime the dwarves were on the screen, I was like, oh, I like I woke up for a moment and then <laughs> and then they go away. I'm like, oh. <laughs> See, anyway. I I never wake up for a moment when anything's on the Lord of the Rings screen. I uh, <laughs> I've never read the books. I never will read the books. I have seen the movies. I I dated someone who it was her favorite movie, so I had to watch them. Uh, after the second time, that was actually the reason we broke up. <laughs> I could not sit through it a third time. Uh, that's actually not exactly true, but but no, I I find the movies. So Super tedious. Uh, yeah, I'm not a not a Lord of the Rings. I don't, I'm not a hater. Like I, I am glad that other people like it. It's just not for me. It's not not my thing. You know that's the title of this podcast. Seth, Seth hates Lord of the Rings. Like that's that's what we're putting for the podcast. Well, uh, I mean, I watch the movies. I yeah. even watched the first Hobbit, uh, and begrudgingly, and yeah. I have read none of the books. I took a film class and we had to talk about Lord of the Rings. Wow. So I tried. So you you actually out. studied it as a scholar in higher no, okay, education. Okay, okay. <laughs> okay. So you turned just like really you're scholar Lord of the Rings. You're, you're Lord, you of, the Rings you Lord you're of the Rings doctor. Lord of the Rings. No, oh my no, god. No, no, he has a PhD. He has a doctorate in Lord of the Rings. No, no, no. I do not have. No, okay. Do not put nice. that out there. I hated, I hated watching it. I thought it was miserable. Um, uh-huh. I, I, I am, mm-hmm. I am going to say that I am not a, like a hater. It is just not my cup of tea. Sorry, let me reiterate. It's not my cup of tea. I don't enjoy it. I think it's miserable to watch. But I'm glad that it's somebody likes it. Somebody has to. Uh, and then of course, you know, the Silmarillion. You know, I did. I don't. I don't touch that. But you know, I, I have been around a copy of it. So I guess. Uh, if, if you don't know what the Cimmerellian is, he even knows what this is. How is he not? Yeah, like, what, is this, just, yeah. Like, what is this? What is this Cimmerellian? It's like Dark. the world building of, it's like of Lord of the hardcore. Rings. It's like, it's like, okay, it's like the this... birth of the universe and all See, the stuff that you, leads how before. How do you know what that is if you're not a fan, Krim? I'm so I'm confused. Okay, I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan. I, like, you, tar- you tell him you learn to dance like that sarcastically? Yeah, no, like... <laughs> I, yeah, I, he's, he's such a fan. He's a, he has a ac- fan. academic interest in Lord of the Rings. He studies as soon, it, but he as doesn't like it. As soon as the anime yeah. comes out, then finally he'll be able to admit it. Yes, I always this loved it. Really bad, but I genuinely do not like it. I've just been around it. I don't believe it for a second. It, it blows my mind that you guys play Magic: The Gathering, which is based 
of basically Lord of the Rings. It's like high fantasy, like elves, dwarves, whatever. Like Lord of the Rings was like the first time it was brought to like, uh, you know, the movies was the first time it was brought to like cinema in like a high quality respectable movie right because prior to that we had like i don't know the dungeons and dragons movie or whatever like Yo, it was just the new like one's supposed to be good by the way the goofy. new, the new one's had, like, supposed to be good watching it this weekend fantasy movies yeah. right? i guess like the princess bride uh <clears throat> stuff like that no right? it's but not really though magic that's like the, the only gatherings, fantasy we ever though. got right magic no. the gatherings about rats on motorcycles richard i don't see the connection <laughs> i'm so confused okay, <laughs> you mean rick okay. from the walking dead he, he was inspired by... I, I got this for you Krim. I, you may be too young for this being a zoomer and all but do you remember record of lotus war do you know what that is what is this an Re- anime oh, you record of lotus war okay so for all you lord of the rings lovers it's an anime originally ran in 1988 <laughs> old school wow. anime high fantasy it was basically lord of the rings right it was like okay. elves orcs dwarves all that stuff but it's anime grim it's anime okay, so you should watch it Tales i don't know Earth how how well fantasy. it's aged because it's like really old but i watched it as a kid you know after reading lord of the rings because i'm like oh it's so good right it's like yeah. oh fantasy anime wait yeah we'll wait, get wait, wait 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 we'll wait get what about what what about like like Tales from Earthsea. I don't know what that the is. The Miyazaki movie? Oh. Like, the, there, is, yeah. there is fantasy that I grew up with. It's just not Lord of the Rings. I thought Lord... I, I begrudgingly had to consume Lord of the Rings. But, like, <laughs> like there's obviously, you know, there there's, like, the... I mean, I don't know if you consider it that, but, like, the never-ending story, Atreyu, all of that. Like, that's... Yeah. I've seen those, you know, like, obviously Dark Crystal... Um, I, I mean, I, we're just going to ignore the, the D&D movie, but, like, I, I would say Princess Mononoke, like, a, a good amount of Miyazaki movies are high fantasy, right? And then Pan's Labyrinth, like, classic, like, that. these are fantasy movies, just better, you know, better than Lord the, of the You the, know, the, the director who did Pan's Labyrinth, Guillermo del Toro, I don't know if I'm screwing up his name, but he was slated to be the director for The Hobbit. We were so close to getting a cool, very whimsical uh, Hobbit movie, and then it got butchered at the end. Ugh, ugh, I'm you, still sad. You know what, Lord of the Rings, I did actually like? Have you ever seen the Soviet Russian version from, like, the 80s? They put it on YouTube, like, a year ago. It's, like, the the 80s Soviet Russian adaptation of Lord of the Rings, and it is, like, Are you hilarious. talking about, like, the rotoscoped one, where it's, like, it's like a, it's like a animation... Yeah, I... No, I it's real it's actually... people. It's real oh, people. You no. can watch the whole... They put the whole thing on YouTube like a year ago, and it was like a oh, trend no. for like a week where everyone was watching it. So yeah, check out check out that version. It's That's the that's the real version of Lord of the Rings, not the Peter Jackson whatever. <laughs> like, <laughs> All right, all right, all right. Back to Magic also the cred. Gathering. We're going we're gonna to talk about the One Ring. So there are a bunch of cards. They actually released like Frodo, Gandalf, Tom, Babadil, Bobadil. Uh, stuff like that. But we're going to talk about the chase card, right? Obviously, Lord of the Rings is about the ring. Uh, here's the one ring. So four generic mana, legendary artifact at Mythic, indestructible. When the one ring enters a battlefield, if you cast it, you gain protection from everything until your next turn. At the beginning of your upkeep, you lose one life for each bird encounter on the one ring. Tap it, put a bird encounter on the one ring, then draw a card for each bird encounter on the one ring. I need to know if this card is good, guys. Give me your your letter grading from S all the way to D. B 
because I've seen all kinds of hot takes on the internet about this. So what what is our final verdict here? What is what is the letter grade we're going with? Uh, this this card for me is at least an A tier. It's a it's a high A. High A, I could see arguments for it being S tier, although I think there are some decks that I won't play it in, but I actually think this is like at least a solid A and probably a high A for me. I'm same. I, this is a high A. I wouldn't put it in. I wouldn't just auto include it in any deck, but it's always going to be good, like in any deck. And then it's going to be excellent in a bunch of decks. So A. Remember, we're creating a magic Lord of the Rings right, right now. Not, not how much. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Lord yeah. Of the Rings. <laughs> yes. Yeah. No, no, no. Oh, the movie. You want, like, I, the cinematography on this card is wild. No, let me. <laughs> The card is, I think, like a, I would say like a B plus. I think it's not bad. I think it's pretty decent. Pretty decent. Um, I, I don't know. I, I don't really, I haven't looked too deep into like what deck I want to play this in. That's the problem because like this, I mean, obviously I could throw this in a, like a, a an artifact deck, right? Like that mm-hmm. seems great right at home there. Sure. But I'm trying to think of like outside of the obvious where I would want this. What does it do? Like, it seems like y'all like this to a level where you would... Are you telling me you would play this in a majority of decks even if it's not an artifact deck? Because y'all give so us... The, what they're saying, no. They, the they decks I would be... Le- A's. Uh, yeah. Go ahead. I would be less interested in, in decks that... Um, I already have enough card advantage in other forms, basically. Like, if I already have a very card advantage heavy deck, then this loses a lot of value. But I think this is the best colorless card draw spell. And it's a card that you could throw in any deck and get, like, get enough value out of. So I don't think it's, like, archetype dependent in any way for me. Like, I could see playing it in any color of decks. It's really just, like, if I'm already drawing enough cards and don't need it, then that's fine. But otherwise, I think this is a go-to of just, like, this is going to draw me a ton of cards. What did you rate it, Richard? We haven't heard from you yet. I give it a B. So I think Mm -hmm. you guys are correct that it's one of the best card draw spells um, in colorless. And then also for just every color. Um, The the problem is I think you're going to die. And because you're going to die, I think you actually need to build around it, which is why I put it as a B. So you need ways to gain life or to sacrifice it uh, because otherwise you're going to die. That's that's my take. It's going to draw so many cards, you're going to die. And it's going to die. You're going to die for like two reasons. One, this thing will start killing you, right? Like one damage, two damage, three damage, four damage. But then two, like everyone sees your combo piece on the table, which is the one ring, right? They're like, oh, we let him untap. That's four cards. Let him untap again. That's five cards, right? So everyone sees your threat on the board as well. Uh, So I think if you just jam in a generic deck, you're going to die. So I would like to see it in only decks that can get rid of it or, you know, donate it, sacrifice it, reset the counters, gain life. Uh, But I, I think it's a super cracked Phyrexian Arena slash Harmonize. Like, way better than those cards. Um, except it kills you. So <laughs> you got to be careful about it. I guess I mean, based on our... kills you. And yeah, that's I guess an ultra-stable. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I don't Wait, really kills care you? about. Oh, Mana, Mana Crypt. Mana Crypt kills you. No, Necro because at any point, you. you can stop... Well, hold on, no, you can't stop the Mana Crypt. But it, I feel it kills <laughs> you so much slower. I mean, same with Arena, right? Phyrexian Arena kills you, but it's one damage a turn. But by the time this thing gets to four or five damage a turn, like, you can't stop it unless you remove it, right? Like, you can't... It's like a greed. Greed kills you, but you can just stop paying for greed whenever you feel like it. 
It depends on also how long the game you think it's going to be, because this is a four drop. So what's the earliest you're going to come and get it out at a casualty? We'll probably turn three, right? Like you're going to do a turn two ramp or turn one, turn two ramp basically, and then turn three this. And then seven more turns pass. That's basically it. So you'll take like... You're so dead. If the game goes die. for seven more yeah. turns. <laughs> but you're also drawing so many cards. You probably have ways of closing it out the more cards you draw. I don't know. It's probably a B because I'm not going to jam it in most decks. I'm going to put it in decks where I can untap it many times, like my artifact decks. I only have like two artifact decks. Um, or I can combo with it. Like if it was like a mind over matter combo deck or something like that, then it would be really good. Or if it was like Selenia. Yeah, Mind Over Matter, you can, uh, Mind Over Matter says you can discard a card and untap a permanent you control. So you can, uh, dis- you can, like, draw a card off the one ring, untap it with Mind Over Matter, like, discard the card you drew, draw two cards with Mind Over Matter, and then you basically, like, can untap all your lands, start floating your mana, draw your entire deck, and then, like, Thassa's Oracle or something. But I, I have zero decks that are gonna do that. I also like in my Selenia deck, which is like Masochista, you take damage and stuff. Um, so I like I like losing life to draw more cards, and I guess eventually I'm going to life swap and kill you that way. So but, there's a bunch of but, decks I like it, but I'm not. But would you not play it, it fairly? Like well let's just you wouldn't just play it as a as a Frexian Arena, maybe a bad example, but would you just <laughs> would you just play it as a generic card draw spell without those synergies? I would, but I play very thematic decks, so I don't usually play like just generic staples. But I do think it's okay. like if you put it in any deck, I think it will make that deck usually better. Yeah. So okay, that makes sense. But you don't like Phyrexian Arena. <laughs> oh, Phyrexian Arena's garbage. That that makes decks worse. So do you I like harmonize? Yeah. Uh, okay, so okay, I like how it do more you than Phyrexian Arena? Exactly. So, so <laughs> some people say it's cracked. Arena. Arena draws you one card every upkeep. Super slow. Costs one uh, less mana, though. Yeah, costs one less mana. So this draws you one, two, three, four, five, like, subsequent turns. I think it's very close to a harm. Like, I think it's slower than Arena, but it's it's more of a Harmonize. So Harmonize is four mana, draw three. Uh, concentrate, whatever the blue version is. This is, you pay four, draw one, untap, draw two. Right? So... Mm-hmm. If you're if you're playing it on turn four, it's effectively harmonized. You lose a life in game, <clears throat> right? That has the ability to go longer. It's it's people actually don't play, way... a lot of people say these cards are unplayable, like harmonize and Phyrexian Arena, right? I think it's, it's because... actually way better than that though, because of the protection ability. Like yes. one of the downsides of something like Harmonize is you're tapping out your entire turn to draw cards, and then you're you're just uh, a sitting duck for your opponents to attack into and punish you for that. Kind of the, the Panharmonicon problem. Like it's hard to take a turn off to play a Panharmonicon because everyone's gonna attack you because you played a Panharmonicon uh, and you can't defend yourself. The protection mode solves that problem. Like on the turn you play this, you get your harmonize, but your life total is not going to change it doesn't matter how big your opponent's board is it doesn't matter what they're doing you're not taking any damage so you're really free to take the turn off to play this because of that protection mode i think so i think it's like very 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 upgraded for that reason i do this is the one thing i like i i do like that that's the main appeal of this card to me you have the protection from everything in a multiplayer game that's that's big i wish your permanents don't but you do, True. right? So and this is indestructible too. So at least it's like it has a little bit more sure. resiliency than arena. So so protection yeah. means you can't be targeted, you can't be attacked. Can't no, you can't be, be attacked. You can be attacked, but you can't be attacked. Yeah. 
Right. And like damage, if someone casts an earthquake or something, you take no damage from that, like yourself. Yes. Yes. Right. But My your, your creatures would still do, yeah. right. Yeah. And if and there's the like a blood artist or anything, like, oh, no. If, if there's a targeted drain, you can't target you. But if there's like a like uh, just non-target drain, you can still get drained. Right. Yeah. Like each opponent effects would you still, still affect lose life. life. Each opponent you can still life. lose you life. life. You, you can still lose life. Yes. Like drain merchant takes... would still drain you. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> that's that's the thing. Like, in <laughs> uh, with the way wording has gone in recent years, like this this is still decent, but like a tier. I don't know if I like it at A tier yet. I, I, it's a it's a hard to read card uh, for me because also, I feel like once the one ring is out, all your stuff is definitely getting targeted, right? It, you, you may have hexproof, yeah. but your stuff is going bye bye. So from there on out, like like you're gonna there's there's no politicking you can do, right? For like example, I can see why Richard wouldn't like it because there's no politicking. There's no like, hey, I'm gonna. Try to I don't I like whatever the the snake eternal witness thing is Skullwinder Skullwinder <laughs> the I'm gonna get ever. you to be my puppet Yeah I forgot the greatest put card some ever respect name. on that name yep, All right my bad my bad I, There's there's no way Skullwinder is gonna work in your favor because you're now sitting on an in front of you an indestructible card yep. advantage engine Everyone's gonna like have an eye on you And on top of that like yeah like I don't know I is that is uh, this card good enough? I just don't know. Are, it's better okay. than Arena. It's better than Arena. Right? What did like, he just pitch? What did he just pitch in Shark Tank? Spreading Plague. When was when was when was playing some scary targeted stuff ever going to stop you, Krim? Come oh, on it's now. Not stopping me. I I just doesn't. Well, doesn't I mean, the Spreading Plague prevents creatures from coming down and killing you. Right. Yeah. This one yeah. entices but everyone play- to hit you while losing you life itself. Like it's making the job. Yeah, but he also easier. like plays opposition agent, and people will just hit him so they can like tutor. Right. Like it's not but like you get the card off opposition agent. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes yeah, yeah, you have yeah. to just embrace being the problem. Like, okay, I'm going to oh, draw more yeah, cards fully. than you. Deal with fully. it. I'm going to draw into this- my board wipes now. Is this really that scary? Like, is this really yeah. you immediately become the arch enemy and every the whole table is like. I don't. It's drawing you a card and losing your life. Is it really that that big of an arch enemy maker? The first turn cycle, maybe not, right? Because you're only drawing one card. Whatever, chill. But then after that, it really does start snowballing to a point yeah. where, like, okay, this you you are way too far ahead. You are way it's... too. And if you're in an artifact deck where you can bounce your own artifact into yeah. your hand, play this because that's what I'm gonna try to do with this card in a deck that can fully just keep bouncing this to give me protection. More yeah. than anything else. There's like, um, uh, Drafna, founder of Latinam, is a legendary creature can like yep. return target artifact to to its owner's hand, so you can just look, replay it, it over like and over again. Dean yeah, there's there's several there's several cards like that uh, that can bounce this repeatedly, which is uh, nice. But I don't know. I don't view it as a, as a card you really get a build Just Mystic that Study at four mana and colorless. No way. No. <laughs> no way. Like if uh, I if I leave you uncontested for three turns. You're gonna win the game. No? I mean, isn't it literally the yeah. same thing? Right, it's yeah, just cost more, I mean, right? So it's not as good because Mystic City costs three, right? But four mana, you draw one card in that turn cycle. Then the next turn, you draw two cards. Mystic City is like Mystic like like Study. Everyone takes a turn off, and then they can then cast. You oh, know, whatever, yeah, right? okay. everybody takes and, a turn no, off. But like they what, don't have what, those. What candy spells. land are you are you at? All right. I play I CDH feel... and people don't even take a turn off on Risk By the time study, you right? get the third untap and fourth untap, you're going to win the game. Right? Because Most you're drawing likely. cards without having to sink extra mana. 
And if yep. no one has started like attacking you, you're gonna run away with it. And it, yeah. it's like throwing down. I don't know. Turn three, you put down a Phyrexian altar or something, right? And you're like, oh, it's fine, guys. And you're like, no, right? Like, he's going to do something crazy with it soon. We got to deal with it kind of immediately. I feel this is that level of scariness. I mean, I guess that, that would that not mean then that the card is worth the higher grade? Yeah. If it's that scary, like, yeah. Which is the. Maybe like, the because have, like, <laughs> defense, like, I don't know, right? Like,. It draws so well that it gets you killed. Is that worth a high yeah. grade? Well, or, like, yeah. do you this not need I some mean. way to mitigate that? Like, you can't just willy-nilly slap I'll draw into my, my removal. I mean, yeah, isn't, it. <clears throat> isn't the card draws how you uh, mitigate that? You draw your wraths and, like, interaction. Yeah, or your deck has to be if built you around to. it, right? Like, you can't. No, you just have to have wraths. Like, any other, like the, any deck should have wraths, right? And you need to be I, able to I, win, like, like, instantly, right? The the problem is it draws it 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 looks it it is good right it it's good enough where I I don't think it's an A but I think it is good enough where it draws aggro but it doesn't draw enough it like quickly enough right so it's this weird middle area where it's like I'm gonna get aggro by playing this but it's not as efficient as like let's just say Aristic study unless you build around it right like uh, like yeah uh, like unless yeah. i fully build around it and whatnot so it, it it threads this weird middle area where i don't know like i i don't mind being problematic playing problematic cards and drawing the aggro right like mm-hmm. spreading plague but the thing here is spreading plague is efficient enough to where like richard said you have to hit me right but how are you going to hit me if nothing is there <laughs> so but this is like everything is still there yeah everything <laughs> And the turn you get protection is the turn that doesn't matter yet, right? Like, people will give right. you, like, one or two jaws, right? And then they're going to hit you. Um, here's the problem. Mm. So, it's a four-mana card. It's not strong enough for, like, CDH, unless there's some combo or something, right? But, in general, you have much stronger card draw engines. And then, if you go to the casual side, this is, like, super good card draw. But your finisher's... Are probably not good, so you might you know struggle closing the game before this ring kills you because you're at lower power. Like if I put this in Kithkin, I'll just die, right? I'll just play it, and then I'll, I'll draw a handful of cards, and then I'll just die because I, I don't have enough time to close out the game <laughs> before you that know. Like, like I don't, I don't problem, have the mana. Like I don't have the mana to close the game. Like cards alone is not going to do it. I'm taking damage, so like I would have just randomly slap it into a Kithkin deck, or maybe I, maybe I'll just. Well, you, risk could probably, it. you could just run. You could draw into your true conviction, give all your stuff double strike and life link, and he's yeah, yeah. So and that, that could work, right? Because I have yeah, life let, link let in this... that deck, right? Yeah, and you'll draw into it, the one ring. Yeah, like if you can offset the life, but then again, does that not then fall into a specific? Yeah, like you need around? you need to build around it somewhat. Maybe not like your whole deck, right? Around, but you need considerations you... to get rid of it, right? Yeah, like, you really need. Okay, like does that even really matter? So the first turn you take one, then the next yeah. turn you'll take two, then the next yeah. turn you'll take three. That's six. Next turn you take four. So over the course of five turns, you're going to take what ten damage or something? Like is. Is that a problem? But, Don't but people just drop Necro turn. and pay 10 right away? And, yeah, like, you're gonna no win one off cares? Necro, or like, right? You untap and you win with Necro. Is that what you're doing with the one ring? You like can. That, this, is, this is what I mean, right? Like, by, by tur- like you said, by turn four, you'll have taken 10, right? But you got to remember, somewhere around turn two, you are now the person with the card advantage engine that people are keeping an eye on. So whether or not that means you're getting hit, like, it, it's, it's like I said, it treads this middle area. It's yeah. not drawing you enough to get you out 
of the hole you're gonna be in, and it's not like unassuming wait, wait. enough to where no. By the time picks. you take ten damage, you've drawn like an insane amount of cards. Yeah, I think no, you've well, drawn fifteen sure. or something. Yeah. <laughs> by, <laughs> by turn by turn two, right? Turn three, or like by your second or third counter, you are now clearly running away with card advantage to the table, to the eye. Whether no. or not it actually is, whether you've drawn three lands, it doesn't matter, right? The, the the thing here is you have now you've gone up cards, so now I will have to attack you. There, you are putting a target on yourself, and you're not unless you're able to back it up and you have a way to sweep and keep yourself alive. This this is why I don't know if I like it in a deck that maybe can't attack the board. Like I I might try this like in, let's just say for the sake of this a a popular tribe zombies. <coughs> sure, zombies people love zombies. I would pl- I maybe play this in a zombie deck because I can fight for the ground. Or something so, that can fight for the ground. So is the idea of this is, like, so much better than Phyrexian Arena that's actually a drawback? Like, is that where we're going with this? Like, Phyrexian Arena, because so. it's slow and just one card a turn, no one's really going to care. But because this has more snowball potential, that actually ends up being a drawback with this card because it's going to draw more heat. And you, need to, like, yeah. you need to win or get – like, let's say you draw a lot of heat and you wrath. Cool. Next turn you take five. Turn after you take six. Like, you got to actually be able to win. And what can win that fast? Like, some two-card combo, right? Like, if you start deploying, like, two twos and start trying to hit people, you're probably going to die before this, this works, right? Uh-huh. Or, you know, if you deploy them and someone rats you now, uh, you're going to take six next turn and seven next turn, right? So it works best if you can – two-card combo people, like, you draw the card, or, like, you know, maybe you play zombies and you zombie apocalypse and then Gary everyone to death, right? Like, that might actually be enough. You can um, but you need that, some right? way to, like, snap win to not die to this. I don't I don't think you can play, like, Krim Drago control with this on the battlefield, right? Because you're not uh-huh. going to win fast enough, you're going to die, even though you have all the cards in hand, and then you're just going to die to this damage. I feel yeah. like... There's enough ways to answer it though, but maybe maybe I'm getting ahead of by yourself where we're going. Or by your opponents. <laughs> by yourself. I feel like so if you're playing this, you have farewells. You can play Merciless Eviction as one of your other ras. Uh, Chaos Warp gets rid of it. There's actually like quite a few cards that you'll just have in your deck naturally, potentially, that will just be able to answer this. D Spark gets rid of it, any exile based stuff. So I don't know. That it doesn't feel bad. Like if I if I have to take my spell that was intended for your stuff to answer my thing, no, that's fine. That's but if you draw like fifteen cards, you can cards, use your along along the way. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't think, I don't think you understand my greed level. I want. None of <laughs> I think it, it suffers a little bit from like it's a known threat, and people can be like, oh, we can see exactly what this card is going to do in the next few turns, and it does have a lot of it's combo true. potential and stuff like that. You can abuse it very easily. Because, like, compared to this, like, let's say the one ring, you play one ring and you draw, like, you're going to draw, like, I don't know, 10 cards in a couple turns or whatever. You can compare that to, like, Hunter's Insight in green. You can, like, attack with an 8-8 and you Hunter's Insight it for 3 mana and you draw 8 cards immediately. And less aggro. Yeah, and you're not going to get any aggro off it because people didn't see it ha- happening. They were just blindsided by it, right? Or, like, you, like, have a, bu- a bunch of creatures and you Toski and you draw 4 cards immediately and then the next turn you're going to draw 4 cards at least um so there's like there's going to be more aggro on this because it's just like on the battlefield it doesn't have it has a ramp up time where it's not very good on turn one and it's okay on turn two and then it gets like turn three it starts becoming ridiculous um 
But at the same time, like, it's so easy to build around. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I think you can just jam into most decks, and most decks will be able to utilize it properly. Wait, but and like, okay, I'm the problem. So do we have to build around it or no? <laughs> what is the conclusion? I will. I will only play it if I so build around it. So obviously, if you build I... around it, it is really good, right? We, there, there's no argument yeah. about that, right? But if, if somebody, you can, if somebody like, goes sack to it, you. bounce it, whatever. But let's say you, you don't build around it. Is one yeah. Chaos Warp good enough? <laughs> like, you would jam so it I... in Mono Red with one Chaos Warp? So I think by build around it, like, I... So if I'm playing this, and it's a big part of my plan... I just, like, weight my deck a little bit heavier towards things that have the possibility of getting rid of it. Like, D-Spark mm-hmm. isn't a card I put in most of my decks, because I'll play other stuff instead. But if I'm playing this, then maybe D-Spark actually makes my deck. Or maybe, like I said, Merciless Eviction. Maybe that's part of my Wrath Suite, because it can also has the upside of getting rid of my One Ring, uh, and I cut my Wrath of God or whatever other Wrath for it. So I, I is that building or around it? If that counts as building around it, or some lifelink, like, is that building around it? I don't know. Like, I guess you want to take it into consideration when you're playing the deck, but I Dousing also don't think you got to play. Like, is it building around when you play Spirited Companion? <laughs> but I mean, there's like you you could play some pretty. They're like Claw of Gix or whatever, zero mana artifact, pay one sack of permanent, gain one life. I don't think you got to like play horrible cards that can get rid of it. Like you can play the good cards and still make it work. I think. Okay, so it's like S. This is S. Like almost right. It's so good. It's close. That you're not you're not no. like building around it, but you're warping your deck building just to make this thing work, right? Ah. Like you're you know you play. Do you play oblation over generous gift? Just so you can get rid of this ring if you need to. Ooh, yeah, that even draws cards. me more cards, <laughs> right? <laughs> yes. Like yes, I do. Do you play? <laughs> I think D Spark was. Did we rate it really low? Like. I forgot. I liked it. I yeah, liked Tomer it. Liked it. it right? I think but I rated it low. Would you play the subpar card just to make this work? Um, oh, wow. Subpar, huh? Okay. Okay, wait. Okay, what I, colors? What colors do you... Would you play this in a blue deck? Yeah, maybe. Ooh, I feel like it... Hmm. Isn't that the one... That's one of the colors that would bounce this. Blue yeah, has an upside. It's one of the easiest colors... It. To pick it up. Like, it has a lot of artifact bouncing. Esperosa, Drafna, there's some old Mirrodin cards. That's like a literal bounce deck, though, right? Like, in a normal set, like, what do you have? You have, like, Cyclonic Rift. You have Resculpt. And that doesn't exile. even really... Yeah, but Cyclonic Rift Otawara, can't even target your own stuff. Oh, it can't? Never at mind. <laughs> yeah. At, at this can't point, Resculpt like, we've, we've, we've Resculpt. accepted it. Resculpt does yeah. work. Or Ravenform, the color vibrate cards. Otawara, uh, you can bounce it, pick it back up. Otawara, and, that, and that's yeah. not just like a bounce deck. That's just like in every deck that has blue, right? So you do – blue is probably one of the best colors to play this in that you don't have to blow it up permanently. You can just pick it but back up. blue has Ristic Study. <laughs> like, yeah, like, that's blue the, has the like downside super is, max card draw already. You get a yeah, lot of I card don't draw. Want what if you – <laughs> Well, first of all, you could have Rhystic Study and this as though stopping you from playing both. Well, yeah. Second of all, I just don't what want to play Rhystic Study. Turn three Rhystic Study. Study. Turn four of the One Ring. Are you arch enemy? <laughs> you, already, you, already, you already have Rhystic Study on the battlefield. You don't need to convince me more that you're the arch enemy at the table. Tomer would actually short circuit and yeah. probably explode uh, because he would just like be like, oh. Uh, uh. <laughs> no, but you know that's not the the one ring. That's just the Ristic study. You just play that. You, you can say no more. <laughs> oh, maybe you're right. I don't know. Like, yeah, maybe maybe this card is good enough because it is colorless. That it is S. Like every color has an answer, right? Or like 
every color has an answer for it, pretty much. So, yeah. but Red, blue. So blue, <laughs> yes, because you can easily bounce. Blah, blah, blah. Blue, you can easily doesn't. easily reset right. it. Black, you have access to. I guess new braids, but black is black. Karn, you have good life gain. Karn <laughs> you can have... animate it and attack and pray that <laughs> there someone you kills it, or you sweep yourself. Actually, I like it. I actually, like it. no. You can switch black has some artifact sack stuff too, like Reckoner Bargain. You could use like Vampire Hex Mage to reset the counters if it came down <laughs> to it. So I, <laughs> these are all like unplayable cards. <laughs> these oh, are dark not depths. Commonly... Dark depths. Someone. <laughs> So a very um, niche thing can answer this in black. Got it. But like, okay, so, so majority of colors though. Wait, the gates to Phyrexia, like the weird artifact removal that no one plays. Yeah, in but black. that's like on the reserve list, and like fifty dollars. I mean, oh, the okay. one ring's also like fifty dollars. So yes. So, but black, black can gain life. You can whip a variable yeah. and call it a day. You can gray merchant, and like that's actually probably enough life link to get you through this. Yeah, I, I think though, like just every most. Or most colors or most decks will have ways to draw more cards more efficiently than this. Like that's why I was like looking at it. Like I don't know. Like let's say you're in a green deck. Do you really need this? If you're like just playing a green stompy deck, do you really need this card when you have like in Garrick's Wake to draw like or Return of the Wild Speaker to draw twelve cards, Rich Cards Expertise to draw twelve cards, uh, Garuk uh, Primal Hunter, whatever the the, the Planeswalker yeah. that immediately does it to draw twelve cards, or if you go wide, you have like a thousand Toski effects and stuff like that. Like a lot of I, decks, great just, yeah, the great hands. Like you have a lot of ways of just drawing more cards than this. Like I think you need to have some synergies with it. Well, no, it's good. It's it's always good, but like if you build the deck properly, you usually have even better options. Is what I'm trying to say. Is that That's true why for non-green decks though? Decent though. Like, I green, so you green mentioned, yeah, this, it's always decent. Saying, right? I think it's I think it's always going to be good in a deck. It's just like I don't well, think it's well, like an S because decent. it's always going to be. I think it's always going to be good. Okay, so okay. wait, but so what, if, what about other colors though? Yeah. So we got so red. Green and we doesn't got need it because. White, I assume, like, white doesn't, or, okay, red. Red doesn't have a better way to draw cards than this, right? You have wheel effects, you have exile at the top of my library, but I don't think it has anything on this level. The reason why I don't think even red needs it is because in every other color, to, like, kind of add on what Tomer said, it has ways to draw cards or do things, but while benefiting its own game plan or something that it was already, you know, like, example, red may not have an outright Phyrexian Arena, but red can red may not need that red may just want to impulse draw maybe i want to just like fill my yard up and bring stuff back with Doretti, which is better than actually drawing the card so i feel like there's better card advantage things that kind of don't just sit like move like don't draw as much aggro and can probably benefit your actual deck's game plan a lot better I am having a hard time seeing what red has that's better yeah. at generating card advantage than this. And red I also has would the say worst like, raw uh, card draw. And uh, it has they have a lot of draws, but even draw. then, that's not the same as card draw because you got to use it all that turn. Uh, oh, so red has well, actually like say, no card draw. A lot of them are like not even the same turn. It's like the next turn. Like light up the sage is until next turn. Reckless impulse is a new yeah. one. The best next red card turn, draw is like forking. Uh, Cathartic Jessica's reunion will. or something. <laughs> Jessica's will. But Jessica's will is uh, not draw, right? It's exile. It's impulse. Which is probably better, though. Same thing. Because Maybe. a lot of you, like, example, Prosper You need to win and... immediately, right? With those cards. You can't, like, well, play a slow game no, with you them. you just play them. 
yeah. but like but like Jessica's will will draw that uh, that hate the turn it comes down the when you play it right but like you can do stuff right away you'll have excess mana you'll get all yes. these things in that moment this is a slow build. But this is like okay, so obviously Jessica's early. will is in your deck, and then this is like the second card draw spell, right? Like, yeah. Okay. But maybe, but but do you need that? Like, like is is this something that the deck even wants? Because is what I it? mean is like, let's just so say Jessica's will I'm, goes well, above no, no, no. it. Then Maybe what? Up. What's the second best red card draw? Isn't it the one ring? <laughs> but pros like just say like look at the like let's just choose a random Prosper. a random deck right like Prosper itself already does the card draw right Anya draws the card herself and like sure like these Rakdos things mono red I guess if you're talking strictly mono yeah mono red, red mono red Ma- Magda already let, let's just say Magda she pulls stuff out with treasures I I feel like this is just a generically good card but would you not sack your treasures to fetch the one ring <laughs> no that's not good, that's not good value though right because wouldn't you want to sack your treasures to get something that actually enables your commander's game plan my point is that there's this is a generically decent card but it it's just kind of not exactly furthering the plan you want it draws hate unnecessarily uh it doesn't draw you enough cards enough cards to warrant what you're gonna get doesn't wait when it isn't that an argument against Rhystic Study and, like, all the best card draw spells in the entire format is just Rhystic generically study. drawing me a lot of cards, so it's horrible? But, like, but, I'm so confused. No, 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 that no. seems so backwards. <laughs> Rhystic Study draws enough cards to where it's worth the hate that you would get. I think, like, that's what, what I'm trying to see here is what you're getting versus, like, you know, like, when, when it sits on the board versus what happens to you. Like, I, I let the, the one ring sit there. That's not a good... Like, it doesn't do enough. It doesn't draw me enough. So Crypt's saying, like, it doesn't... By by the time people start punching you, you haven't drawn enough yet. And then you're going to die. It's going to mm-hmm. essentially kill you before you get its thing. This card Which will kill you well before... I agree, where, kind before of. Before Rhystic but... Study. At like, the same like, time, like... you're drawing cards, which you can't do in red. <laughs> essentially. The other... The other thing about red that makes it, in my opinion, like, the best color probably for it is red is really good at sacking artifacts. Like, that's, like, one of its whole gimmicks. You got goblin welders. You have removal spells, like, shrapnel blast. Like, there's a lot of cards in your red deck that can uh, pee in Karenalar, pee in Alar. There's a lot of cards in your red deck that can get rid of this if you do get into the position where, oh, my God, I'm losing too much life. And And you're not even playing, like, bad cards to do it. You got Chaos Warp in there. It works with Doretti. Like, Doretti is another, like, card advantage engine that can Those also sack artifact, artifact cards, though. Like, you're not putting Goblin Welder in a non-artifact deck. You're not putting Goblin Engineer in a non-artifact deck. You're not it putting gets, Doretti. It swords. Okay, well, you also play Spirit of Companion in every deck, too, so I don't know. <laughs> but, so, and even, like, Vandal Blast is actually awkward because it only targets your opponents. Like, you need to have, like, yeah, Chaos Warp is also also destroy. <laughs> Huh? Yeah, it's also only destroy. destroy. So I don't actually think red has that many ways, unless you're an, an artifact. Wait, so you're saying which, okay, okay, give, give obviously. me okay. Here we go. A, a ranking of colors that would play the one ring. <laughs> I'm very confused now. We're all over the place. Okay. If we're saying I, like some colors, like draw or they draw so well, you don't need this, and then other colors have no way of removing it, so you don't need this either. Like, is it played anywhere okay, anymore? Okay, so. <laughs> So, white is probably near the very top. It generates card advantage, and white has artifact synergies. Then you, I would have red second, and then I would probably have, I guess, 
flak next because you can refuel your life total with stuff like gray merchant and i already play frexian arena to me this looks like an upgrade and then i would have and then i would have the other the other two colors at the bottom i think blue you can draw cards in other ways but you do have some artifact synergies which is nice if you really want to build around it and then i think tomer's argument about green already having other mass card draw effects that are faster like that actually makes sense to me like maybe you just don't need this and green doesn't really have artifact synergies Okay, I I think red needs this the most. I okay. think okay. green needs this that. the least. I think blue is near green. I think black is down there as well, but I think black doesn't need this, but black plays really nice with it with gray merchant. Um, white, but that's like I don't think I put this in my white Gary. decks, guys. Even though white, you wouldn't put this easily, in your white deck. It's it's Crim's argument. It's slow and durly and gets you killed, and I don't need it. Like, I, I have secret rendezvous, I have coveted jewels, I have I that's... sun titans and spirit of companion. Like, I have way more enough card advantage that this just, this, this just gives There's me, like, the, the burden of removing it and drawing <laughs> aggro for no reason. So I actually don't know if I would play it in white decks. Well, I, have to, I have to try it. Uh, but I don't, I'm not thinking, like, oh, this slots into all my white decks instantly. I think that more like red. I'm like, red is struggling so hard. I slot this in all my red decks. I'm like, white, it can work, but I don't like casting farewell, right? And I don't want to exile all my stuff just to exile my one ring as well, right? So, and then I, I already play Oblation over Generous Gifts sometimes. I, 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 well, I do do go. that. You got, so you got it it's, now. It's, it's already built in, so it's good to go in my decks, but I don't know if I need the aggro. <laughs> so, I mean, I, <clears throat> so I, I don't know. I mixed the on that only one. I can color. go either way, but I think red is the clear winner for this card. Yeah, like red is the only de- color that wants this. I think everything else would sit pretty far away from. Like red is also able to like use Goblin Walder to instant speed, bring it, bring it back, give yourself protection from everything, which is nice. Being able to reanimate artifacts. No, you have so. to cast it from hand. It's not ETB. Oh, it's ETB hand? only if you cast it from hand. The trigger so happens. then blue is legitimately the the only, blue can combo the only with one it, that right? can... So blue can bounce, cast, bounce, cast, bounce, yeah. cast. Right? Yes. So blue is the only real way to actually abuse that protection from everything part, but red is the only one that, I guess, needs the card advantage. Although I still am in the camp of believing that red has different ways of acquiring value and it doesn't need this. Unless you're an artifact deck. If you're an artifact deck, yeah. obviously this is going right in, right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you guys have seen my my Perforos deck. It's it doesn't hurt for card draw, I don't think. Like, no. I wouldn't but, put I wouldn't put this card in my in my Perforos in, deck. It's too slow. But would you put this in your like Tor brand deck that's just trying to burn a ton of people? Probably. Yeah, it depends. Right? Yeah. Like okay. I I, I don't see like this card as like which color needs it. It's like which archetype wants it the most. I and mean, that's like Artifacts, anything that can untap it, life gain decks, uh, any life swap decks for sure. So like those are those are like like artifacts are traditionally is it colors, but sometimes it's like Boros, like Osgear for example is gonna love this because you can just sacrifice it when you don't need it. And there's a lot of untap effects in Osgear for example, which is Boros colors. Um, but I do agree that probably like if you just have if you just like I have no synergies with this card. I just need card draw. Which which colors need card draw the most? In terms of like generic stuff, uh, yeah, I agree that red is probably the one that has the least amount of generic stuff, and also white too. Like white's card draw is usually like blink effects or 
A uh, mentor of the meek, small creatures entering the battlefield, and it's only once a turn. This one is is like it's going to draw once the first turn, and then two the second turn. And it's a primary color for life gain and stuff. So yeah, I think those are the white and red. Red. Seth is in disbelief. <laughs> I am like, why? When did drawing cards become bad? When did I, no, did I miss never some bad. sort of notice that went out about card draw is just not necessary for commander decks okay, okay. anymore? What if there was so a card confused. that was one it's... mana, win the game? Suspend four, and it you can only suspend it. Like you cannot cast it, and you, you can't, can't cast cascade. Yeah. Okay, like it, it has to be cast. Would that be a good card? Yeah, that would be banned. It would be absolutely broken. Yeah, okay, 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 because it's four mana. <laughs> suspend four. <laughs> it has to come off suspend to win the game. So you can't just turn one and win in like turn three. I mean, if that's really what it is, then that's, like, a million percent worth building your deck around, right? Like, if that's the reward, you just build your deck around it, and you probably have the best deck in Commander. Like, that card sounds incredibly broken. So isn't, isn't that this card, then? Then we should be all... Be, this should card be, does not we should win be building the game, around though. it, no? What that's about the seven this mana? This does not win the game. And then for... you gain some life, and then but you in, put in it on, like, turns, the top seven cards. how many cards have you drawn? Is that not effectively winning the game? But But you're doing it... <laughs> At a level where it's like, yes, you are drawing cards because the the point here is that card draw is not bad. It's just that this card is the illusion. It's the optics that you are drawing a silly amount, so you will die. Yeah, so that's the suspend four, win the game, right? You have four turns to kill me, otherwise I'm going to win the game either, right? Like the thing, the thing is why that example doesn't work is because win the game is actually winning the game, right? (laughs) This is not winning you the game. So you think drawing fifteen is is not enough to win the game, right? Like you need more. I don't think this will. Like, this will not win. It, like, this does not win you the game. Does not win you the game. Yeah. For for the level of hate that it draws, it should win you the game, but it does not win you the game. As in, like, when I, I guess... say hate, the amount of aggro you will pull, it needs to win you the game. I guess I'm just, like, not as concerned about the aggro. Like, I feel like if people play Rhystic Study in every deck, uh, like, I don't know how this card can be more like draw more hate than something like Rhystic Study does. Like if those cards are fine and everyone's running them and Smothering Tithe is fine and everyone's running them, isn't this on the same level as far as the amount of power and the how people know how good those cards are and know that if you they sit out you're gonna end up taking over the game? Everyone plays them. It's not like anyone's like, oh, Smothering Tithe, I'm gonna put that back in my trade binder because, you know, it's whatever. People tried to kill me once. Everyone jams those cards because they're good. Like, but, uh, I, I'm but not buying the argument of like, it's too good or else we wouldn't be seeing well, no, those no, no. other cards being staples. It looks too good. And like, so Rhystic, Rhystic, and Smothering Tithe will put you, like, Rhystic will put you ahead in cards. It's a low investment, will put you ahead in cards way faster than this will. Smothering Tithe gives you, a, puts you ahead on resources instantly, right there. This is a slow build that doesn't do enough in the amount of, like, for the amount of aggro that you're going to draw. It'll still, like, get you punched, where but, like, you're not ahead on cards, you're not ahead on resources. That's why I don't know if, like, Unless you're an artifact deck that can truly abuse this in some weird way, I don't. I don't know. This is why I. I it's either the best card ever or just extremely mediocre. The way I see it is like by the time anyone can actually even damage you, you would have already drawn three cards with this, and then the turn after that, you will have drawn six cards with this. So because you get a free pass with the protection for the first turn, yeah. so by the time you even have to worry about my life total changing, you've already got to harmonize. And then a turn after that, you're up to six. The turn after that, you're up to ten. And then you're in the, like, 
Ristic Study, I've won the game stage, I think. By the time you've drawn 10 or the turn after that 15 cards, if you're not, like, pulling away or dealing with your opponents, like, making you the arch enemy, like, your deck is just not not, can, not can doing you, anything. Can you like, win the game at enough. this point is my question, right? If if the, the following turns are Krim Wraths, you untap Toma Wraths, you untap. Like, can you win? <laughs> right? That's the question before. Now you're taking, like, six, seven, eight from the ring. Um, I hope so. I mean, either yes or... Well, either yes or I would have presumably drawn into the Chaos Warp or the Oblation yeah. or whatever. I, I think, and then I'm just like, then okay, then I get rid of that. Chaos Warp to get out of it. But I would say yeah. if you're Arch Enemy and people don't want you to win, you're not going to win. Like, you actually have to have, like, a two-card combo counterspell or something, right? Otherwise, you're just going to eat removal after removal if you're Arch Enemy, and you're not going to be able to close out the game. But I think it's likely that you can draw the Chaos Warp and just get rid of this and sneak it in under everyone, right? So I think that's Hmm. totally doable. Wow. I think the card's really good. I'm going to put it... Well, I guess we'll find out against other colorless card draw, okay? Mask of Memory or the One Ring? Whoa! (laughs) Oh, well, I mean, yeah, sure. The one ring, right? The one ring. Oh, Infinite. well, Tover, is t- Tover, do you agree with this? One ring over this, Mask this of Memory? This hurts because I was, like, I was the biggest Mask of Memory stand when I started, like, writing about Budget Commander and stuff. It's definitely Mask of Memory. Nobody nobody sees Mask of Memory and is like, oh, no, we have to kill him. <laughs> I don't think that's ever happened. But, yeah, the, I, the, ring. Yeah. I, the ring. I mean, overall, it's one ring. I'm sure there's decks where Mask yep. of Memory might be better, but uh, yeah. I think in a vacuum, one ring. M- Mind's if I'm like a rogue deck, ring. I'm just going to do that. <laughs> what? Mind's Eye. Mind's Eye. In 2023, Mind's Eye. That is the reverse yeah. of the so That is Mind's Eye. Like, uh, uh, maybe. I'm maybe. myself. So, so wait, if, if I'm mono green ramp dot deck and I'm desperate, <laughs> you don't need to be desperate. You're okay, a mono okay. green. Sword, no sword of fire and ice or one ring. Sword of fire and ice is very overrated. I think it's just like a card draw thing. Uh, well, sword memory is better than mind, sword. Though. Skull clamp, That's, I guess. But you oh, have to have a skull clamp like, deck, right? Skull clamp is better than be in the right deck. But. Yeah. What about, oh, Symmetry Matrix. This is a new one. Nobody's playing it. And I'm like, why? It's it so is. good. I don't so, okay, wow. Okay, is so Symmetry Boto? Matrix. <laughs> yeah, it came from Brothers War. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what that is either. Four mana oh, artifact. Ma- Whenever a creature of power card? equal to its toughness enters the battlefield under your control, you may pay one if you do draw a card. It's a Mender the Meek, but it's four oh. mana. It's an artifact. But don't you, well, no. Power no, equal. Isn't equal it a Mender the, the Meek for like... Five yeah, percent of creatures like you or play something. You play two two. You play a three three or something. Yeah, you have to have a very specific so deck oh. to make that. Work, I mean, if though. you are so built good. around that, then it's. I mean, if, you, yeah, if all your creatures can do that, then it's pretty. That, well, then it's a mind's eye kind of. But <laughs> yeah, no, it's better than mind's eye. Come on, <laughs> come on. It's better than uh, mind's co- eye. Okay, coveted jewel. Oh, I love Coveted Jewel. Oh, it has to I be just, ring. yeah, I, I love Coveted Jewel, so I will say yes to that. But if Where we're did talking this come about from? Just... I took so much shame from you guys for playing Coveted Jewel for so long. You, you've convinced you us. You've, con- <laughs> you've convinced a, me. It's a terrible yeah. card. I love it. <laughs> it's, it's I mean, I think One Ring. Believe I like I overall like silly cards. Overall, it's One Ring, right? Yeah, like we, if we, you we, have sacrifice energies and whatnot. Card yeah. draw option, and how can we say One Ring is not cracked if, if that's the case, right? But, if we're or if nobody said Hedron Archive, thank God. <laughs> oh, Hedron Archive said they're I, both four oh, no. mana draw two. <laughs> I mean, I, isn't this just like 
far and away the best colorless card draw spell. Like, we we went over sure, a lot yeah, of the yeah. big ones. Cohesive Portal, uh, Nim, Ugh. whatever the six-mana Nim thing is that draws a card each turn. Like, to me, this just seems like for colorless, it's way above the rest. It's yes, just like above, I'll run Skull Clamp over it in a sacrifice deck or something or that can or something. Stuff, yeah. yeah. That's but then it. that goes back to what I was mentioning, right? Like, there are, like, depending on the deck, right? This is just a generic draw spell that may, like, when there are other ways to get card advantage that benefit what your deck is trying to do. So, like, a Skull Clamp in an Aristocrat deck is better than this. Mm hmm. Easily, I agree right? With that. But so, I would say that, like, pretty much every deck I build of every archetype has some number of slots that are just dedicated to generic card draw. Like, basically every single deck I build is going to have some sort of just, like, whatever the best thing I have to put more cards in my hand. So wouldn't this, like, fall into that card. slot no matter what archetype, or potentially no matter what archetype, just as the, like, I need a way to have more cards in my hand. But yeah. it doesn't get you enough cards in hand. In like, like it, it takes too long. It's the same reason I don't like Phyrexian Arena, except Arena's much it worse. Is an ass. I no, mean, we're definitely not, coming not even from a very. Comparisons. We're definitely coming from very different perspectives because you got to remember, I'm coming from the I jam Phyrexian Arena in every black deck. So when <laughs> I see this card, I'm like, oh my god! Like but this is it, way better than Phyrexian Arena and Colorless. It doesn't <laughs> need to be the Phyrexian best card in the deck, this. right? It just needs to be I better than oh. the worst card draw. The, the worst card draw, yeah. Spell yeah. in your deck, right? So yes, like you know, your skull clamp is cracked in Aristocrats, but. Do you still not put the one ring in anyway since you're gaining life? Yeah. Like, you're There's not still like nine loss, other card right? draws lost. So you would throw it definitely in those decks, right? I Okay, so in that case then, like, so you would choose this over a Knight's Whisper, right? Let, let's say the worst draw Probably. spell, like a Knight's okay, Whisper. Okay, Painful Truths or the one ring or like... What, sure. What's the one Whoa. that everyone discards one? Siphon Mind over the one ring? Like, that, you're the one that plays that, Richard. I'd run it over <laughs> Sign and Blood for sure, actually. But Painful Truce, draw three for three, that's like... You know I love but my draw is, threes for threes. This is, but this I is like, draw, I three like draw three for three for four. This is but draw you, three for four, and then draw then three more draw the next more than for that. free. Yeah. And you <laughs> could also be... say my precious when you play <laughs> it. You that become Gollum, though, after a while. Yeah. you got to be able to get rid of it. Well, I just, like, hunt. That's how I play. That's my gamer pose is a Gollum, basically. I just, like, hunt over. Seth is actual Gollum right now. He is so tempted by this ring. He is in love with this ring. I do think that this is... be blinded, Seth. This is, like, a huge flavor win, right? I know the least about Lord of the Rings lore, but doesn't everyone want the ring? And, like, that's, like, the whole gimmick of this whole, like, 12 hours of film. like. <laughs> but but no, like, you think of the game if it was on the battlefield, would you Phyrexian metamorph it? Or you're like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> like, you would you would definitely just metamorph it, right? Uh, yeah, so gonna share this card with you. You would definitely just take S. it now, right? <laughs> probably an ass. But, yeah. but if everyone's gonna try to kill you for the ring, that's still a flavor. When they but, still want the ring, they're just coming to take you out for it. Yeah, <laughs> that's close to an S. I, I'm yeah. tempted to say it's an S almost. Like. It's yeah. uh, it's strong I mean, enough I'm the same that you just like ass. four or five cards into your deck that can kind of deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? Seth like the card draw. You sound the ring. You sound like Jar Jar. Yeah, like Yoda. No, no, yeah, like Jar Yoda Jar hybrid. Yeah. No, no, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> 
Drawing. When are we getting a Star Wars set? Yeah, that is the yo. Give me that. I'll, soon, I'll give that. But, soon. But like this, this is this Seth is so tempted by this ring. I think you are. He is blinding you with this ring. Maybe I am blinded by it, his it's power. Over. That's, that's possible. He's doing it. It's winning me over too. I think to stop. Y'all need to stop for a second. I think I might. I might fight for this one. Who, yeah. Who? Who doesn't like drawing cards? That's like the colorless Ristic study. This is so hilarious because it's so flavorful. It's either S or just like I don't want it, right? Like, yeah. And like, I, I, like, I, yeah. But who's not tempted by the ring? Are you like going I, I full like Galadriel? Genuinely... You'll be like, oh, but a queen table. But you like pass the test at the end. But you have to know, right? Like, the, yeah. especially having no like this is also just knowing like any bit of Lord of the Ring. The ring is bad for you. Wait, wait. So, okay, wait, you okay, have wait, a thieving skydiver, and somebody has a the one ring. Are you not going to save the no. thieving skydiver to steal it? Yoink! Straight up yoink! You would definitely yeah. take oh. it. By then, it'd be like supercharged, right? So you could just take it yeah. and like tap it and draw like a ton of cards, right? Yeah, they the are War of the, the Ring. Everybody's Maybe. fighting for it. Maybe we should flip it. So, what are the situations where this is bad? Or are there any decks in specific where you're just like, okay, I actively do not want this in my deck? Richard Dex. If you hate Lord of the Rings. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, flavor purposes. Yeah. All right, all right. So flavor well, you can just pretend it's a soul ring. You, like, you know, you it's like generic <laughs> ring art. It's not? <laughs> like, the only true ring is soul ring, guys. <laughs> You're talking yeah, about. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but soul ring doesn't tap to draw cards, all right? And then it's rings and bright hearth. <laughs> yeah. like, I, I think a lot of lower power decks will simply die because you will draw aggro you will draw a ton of cards, and then there are all those. Remember all those games where Richard draws like twenty cards, and you're like, surely he's won the game. And I'm like, guys, I got nothing. I got stone cold nothing. And then I'm like, yeah, whatever. Attack you. And then I'm like, okay, I die. You're like, really? I'm like, yes, because I'm holding like twenty Kithkin, and that's it, right? So if yeah, you're but deck- then you then you die drawing cards. That, yeah. I consider that a win. I'll take like, that any day. Your, your deck is low power enough that you draw all the aggro and all the cards, but you can't close the game before. Like the damage and all the aggro overtakes you, right? So I that, that, I think that's a legitimate thing that a lot of people that build like flavor decks or maybe their deck isn't like fully powered or whatever. I think it's a real thing that you just. Yeah, but then your deck wasn't going to win anyway. If you if you have well, like no, right because you cards. can just hang back and like like if I need four combats to kill people, you know if the yeah. game actually like slowly plays out, I can actually get four combats in to kill people. But if I draw aggro immediately. And, you know, I don't have a board. I cannot kill people fast enough, right? So there are legitimate decks where it's called fair decks, Tomer, when you just hit people with creatures. It takes quite a bit. It takes quite a few combat steps to actually knock everyone out of the game. No, no, no. You're not the combat guy. You're the combo guy. You're the combo guy. Actually, actually, though. I think I think Richard's right. Like, think of some of the like flavor week decks we play on Commander Clash, where our games go three hours because no one can kill each other, and we're all playing like five color piles of all basics. Like, yeah, like artists are like decks like that. I could see that actually being a problem. Like, if you're really playing that low powered of games, then there probably is a chance that you're going to draw twenty cards and they're all going to be horrible, and you're not going to be able to close out the game, and you actually die to it. Plus, if you're staying dedicated to the flavor. You might not want this anyway because it might mm-hmm. not fit the flavor, and you're probably not going to have the generic staples that can get rid of it, the chaos warps or whatever. You have some flavor removal spell, so I think there is a world where that's true, but I think that's 
maybe a content creator problem more than a real life problem for most people. Like, I don't know how many people are building artist tribal level decks on a regular basis. Like, My, if you jam yeah. this in a precon, it would be good, right? If you just took a out of the box precon and slammed this card in it, I think it would improve that precon would like it? pretty, 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 pretty significantly. What about older precons? Yeah. Do you have enough power? Well, here's these. here's my counter offer is if like if you draw twenty if you draw twenty bad cards off this, imagine how much worse you would have been if you had to draw those one at a time. Bad one well, bad no, because, your okay, draw if stuff you, is if you got one twenty cards card. and like thirty mana, done deal, right? But you have twenty yeah. cards and you're you're gated on mana and like But then you just play the aggro. the card that you need at the time. Like Zedra, for example, political pop is garbage pre con. Absolutely like the worst of the worst. But my win condition is literally just trying to live until I find insurrection to win the game. <laughs> One ring is gonna is gonna find that insurrection a little bit faster. Well, no, I'll, no, I'll see it more this actually does not let you win, right? Because you will draw aggro and then you will draw insurrection on like turn five, where it's like useless and you can't do anything, and then you die. <laughs> you would rather just like hang around and do play nothing it later, I guess, and There's then play insurrection, right? <laughs> I'll just play it later, I guess. If there's like a board that I don't think I can deal with, I'll but you're arch enemy now because you have the one ring on the table, right? No, just don't. Those you don't have to play the one ring just because you have it. You could hold on to it in your pockets. Is oh, people didn't like that argument when I said that about Skullwinder. (laughs) (laughs) The problem is a ramp up card, though. If you play it later, you don't have any power, right? You need to play it early to ramp up. All right, it does want to come down early. Also, four mana is a good spot for that because two mana is like the ramp slot in Commander, so a lot of decks are going like two to four anyway. So yeah. most decks three. should be able to get this down on turn three. I like it. So we think it's good. It's, okay, let's say it's meta defining and it's in every deck. How do you counter know. it? Uh, I mean, you counter it with the same stuff you're we actually is hilarious. They Ooh, just keep taking yeah. damage. Wow, that's crying. such a crim answer. <laughs> Wait, what? Notion what the thieves, Nar. Notion thief. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I see. I dude, that's all upside. I, I essentially paid four mana for my own. <laughs> you proliferate it, it a bunch. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. I Karns bastion it <laughs> with Notion <laughs> thief out, and I just keep targeting. <laughs> I think really, though, it's the the same cards we were talking about you drawing out of your deck, like, just focus, and this is stuff you probably should be focusing on anyway, because we've talked about it many times before, like, exile removal is better than destroyer removal, because everyone has recursion, like, unconditional removal, like chaos warp, is better than conditional removal, because you never know what permanent type you're going to face, so I think if this is something you're running into a lot in your playgroups... You just make sure you're playing those style of cards. I think destroy effects would go down in value a little bit, even more, even though I already view them, like, uh, significantly below exile effects. Exile effects would go up a little bit. Like, farewell would definitely be even better than a steward command. Uh, that's another, you know, upgrade for playing farewell over something else. But I don't think you got to go jump through, like, super big cubes. I just make sure you got your, you know, your exile beast removal spells. Yeah, I wouldn't even change anything. I just like if it becomes prevalent and a problem, I would just kill the person who has it. That's it. Also, it does I need to be person. activated. So like, huh. Karn shuts it down. We see people playing Karn. Like you can't tap it to draw the cards, but you wait, would. So you, do you take I mean, damage? I guess, you don't take damage. So, wait a minute. You would have to. There's wait no burden counters until you tap wait, it. Wait, yeah. wait a minute. Wait a minute. If you don't tap no. it, you don't take damage. No, wait. You do. Wait. So. If you tap it, you, so 
if you don't tap it, you won't draw cards. But if you don't tap it, you also won't t- get any burden counters, you get which are what is going to deal you damage. damage for each bur- so you can't just really turn it off. Okay. No, once it gets the burden counters, those burden counters are always going to be there. I guess you could try to remove the counters, but that's going pretty deep. Yeah, if someone cards you later in the later stages, it's very, very sad for you. Yeah, you're not. But if they card you early, it's just like you take one damage to turn whatever. You don't really care as much, right? Right. Or do you? (laughs) Pithy needle, stony silence. (laughs) I don't. I don't think you need to like really metagame it that much. No, I I don't think you don't need to metagame it because everything you should already be doing in your deck should interact with it, right? With the artifact specifically. No, how because it's indestructible, you right? Not, no, yeah, how much is that easy to get rid of? Well, I guess that's true. It is indestructible, so I can't just, like, you know, besage you, blow it up. Yeah. Besage uh, you, mana blast, yeah. But, I mean, everything's already moved in the direction of exiling anyways, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Wait, actually, no, the green force Not is really. destroyed, like, right? like, green, you could get by on, what's that thing that sweeps the board and gets plus one, plus one counters? Bane of Progress? Bane, Bane of Progress. But, like, destroy. Like, like, Bane of Progress, um, Reclamation Sage, Beast Within, like, they all do nothing against this, right? Well, green Sage might actually struggle the most. Face. Yeah, I, yeah, I guess Green, green actually... you just, your deck is busted and you win. That's some cute card draw. That's some cute card draw you have over there. Uh, return of the Wild Speaker, draw 16 cards, okay? I punch you in the face for 16. <laughs> Troll a little... Well, then I guess green has started to get more exile removal too. Like Haywire Might is a really good green answer. Like I think that card's super underrated in Commander, and that just what like snipes it and exiles it. What's the bear? It's thing like a Cossack Caliper except it exiles. From, uh, do you know the one that like, like is is the bear thing? Does it destroy or exile? Where it destroys? That's the one Seth is talking about, right? <laughs> is it that oh, the bear? The, you know what it is? No, no, no. no, no, no. Uh, so, like Dominaria United. Or that one, exactly? that one destroys. That one is a destroy. You destroy all the artifacts. Uh, Mass Vandal, one of the changelings. That's ETB exile a creature from your graveyard. Exile target artifact or enchantment. Yep. Uh Under is another good one. Although you need black mana, I guess technically because of the Correct. because of the kicker. But so there's, I think there's enough effects. So I guess that's my question. Like. Is this good enough that you play, I don't know, Mass Vandal over Naturalize or something? Like, are we actually going to take this into consideration in our deck building right well, away? We, we all claim it as S, and our viewers yeah, like, agree with us, <laughs> or listeners agree with us, then this would be everywhere, right? No, but it's also $50 right now. It's going to drop, is, but it's pre-ordered as $50. Okay, it so we, we, we might price gate people out of playing this like like uh jewel lotus right but if, if but it assuming, is that good assuming, it should be everywhere right assuming that there was like this was just a 10 to 15 dollar card right this is this an auto include like just has this because did they just print another auto include because by the way it seems like y'all are talking about it it seems like it's trending towards an auto include I think I'm only putting it in one deck. I have my Mech Titan Cauldre deck. I'm going to jam it in there because it's an artifact deck. But right, but so that's like, it. but but now you have you're going to have to compete with the artifact lovers. And if it's as good as y'all think it is, then it's not only just going into the artifact deck; it's going into any deck. I like drawing cards, so I'm putting it in. Well, assuming that I have copies of it, like that's going to be the the sticking point. I also will not spend fifty five dollars to get five copies for each of my decks or something, but. I, I would jam it in, I think, any of my existing commander decks. Maybe uh, not Marchesa. That would be Seth, the one I would maybe not, but... Like, I would put it in every deck and then swap, like, five cards around to make sure mm-hmm. 
this works. Like kind of like Dowsing Ooh. Dagger, right? I would put Dowsing Dagger in every deck, and then I would throw in a Thespian stage, and then I would make sure I have enough <laughs> like dirtily creatures to pick up the sword. And usually that yeah. won't mess too much with whatever the deck's game plan is. So I think Seth is right. I think it's an S. I think I think you I think it's worth like messing around with your deck a bit just to play this one ring. Even if you're blue, even if you're green, like it's like maybe like maybe like the green card draw is better, but this certainly won't be bad and you won't be like embarrassed about it, right? Like like it, it still will be good. Maybe you do cut it, but it has strong consideration for being there. Cause what if you are Let's say you are a Toski deck. You only have one Toski. What's your backup card draw? If you go wide, you can't use all of the like power based well, draw. Go wide, you're, I'm assuming you probably if you have blue, you get Kindred Discovery. You you get. I mean, if you're blue, you you, get, you have lots green. of card draw, right? Because <laughs> you but, have but all like the Biden Athasa type cards. But like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you're green, for creature you go wide. You're like, eh. So maybe yeah. you do put the one ring in there, right? Or you're no, but the creature decks don't need it either because you have Toski, you have Wild Speaker, which is also an Anthem effect, right? Uh, an overrun, like I don't it's know, two. like. I harmonize. Do you put this and, over harmonize? Do you put this over yeah. Sylvan Library? I guess yes. Oh, if you is... play harmonize, I, I would. I would choose. I would choose this over harmonize for sure. This yeah, is like like better than a good like card, right? Like this is like oh, you run all the good, the better draw, and then you put this in as like the last draw to kind of. It's hard for me to imagine draw. being unhappy with me drawing this card in most commander games in any and really any deck. Like yeah. yes, it's kind of generic in some ways, but. Drawing cards is good. Like, drawing cards and ramping is what you want to do in Commander. So it's hard for me to imagine too many times I'm going to draw the one ring and be like, oh, oh I got three extra cards over the next couple turns. What a shame. <laughs> I think like, the is only... it fast enough, right? Is that better than, let's just say, playing, oh, I I have Shamanic Revelation. I can Dude, draw, I jam like, Frex- clump of cards Frex- right Arena, and it's so okay, slow that's... and so boomery. So, yes, for me, the answer is yes. I guess yes. you're right. <laughs> yeah, okay. Like, Krim, are you a believer of Arena? I, so, so Tomer no. hates Arena. I hate oh, Arena. Oh, no. Okay, I, I, I love Arena, actually. I, I've swung back and forth over the years, but I'm currently in the it's a very good card camp. Oh, boy. If I'm in yes. green, why would I not just play, like, the, the, the party tree, a.k.a. Great Hench, right? Like... It, I get more cards up $100. I mean, yeah, okay, sure. But as that, that is true. So it's all, like all the cards you're listing have set up, right? So, like, Great Hands, Modern really Revelation. Though, like, you know, it's not – of course it's not impossible. It's very easy and green, right? But in your there are cases where you do up. not have the setup, right? That's why, like, a card like Harmonize I think is always good because – there's no setup, right? Want- like you could have drawn poorly as long as you made it to four mana. You could have been wrapped into oblivion. You can draw your three cards and call it a day. Obviously, a tossy can draw unlimited cards, but you need a board. You need to be able to attack, right? So the but one ring doesn't require you setup. You can just cast it and then start yeah. drawing. But don't you want a card that is more than one thing? Like I think that's the. I think that therein lies my issue. I like cards that are more than just one thing. Protection. Like, it it is protection. That that is the reason why I think would you it's, ever uh, okay, wait, wait, wait. Like would you ever use that? Would you hold it to get protection? <laughs> like you know, you're like ah, I'm not gonna do. I'm gonna wait until it looks bad. I'm gonna play it for the one turn of protection. If you I already mean, have if behind, hard drawings, if I'm behind, yeah, I'll, I'll hold it for protection. Why would I? Why would I try to be behind and then also get hit harder? I think that's also, like, one of the upsides of it, too, is sometimes we, like, 
maybe Esper Sentinel would be an example of a card that's, like, bad when you top deck it late in the game. At least the protection does something while you're waiting for this to build up later in the game, and it does draw one card right away. And we haven't really talked about it, but there's also decks that might build around the protection aspect. Like, uh, I know you did a short tomer about, like, Lethal Vapor shenanigans, so if you're playing a deck that's actually trying to set up something like that, then holding it would probably make sense, or making sure that your deck's built to be able to bounce it to reset it if you're trying to win with, like, some sort of protection-based combo. Hmm. All right. I can see holding on to. I have one more question though, because there's two there's two people who don't like Lord of the Rings. How do you feel about like you you say you'd you'd run this card, Seth, for example, but how do you feel about it being a Lord of the Rings card? Is that enough to stop you from playing the card? I could not care less. I mean, I for me, it's like I also don't care about. Streets of New Capenna, whatever that place is, or like okay. many of the planes we go to. So this is just to me, it's it's just another magic card. So no, that isn't even a consideration. Yeah, like for me, it's just like cool. Uh, it, there, this is a product that's not for me, really. As weird as it is to say, if if they make some cool cards, I'm obviously going to still play it. Like I don't know Warhammer, I still picked up the Warhammer cards, right? So for me, I, it's it's just another magic card, and it's a magic card that there are other people that can really enjoy it because they like the flavor. So that's great for them. The product well, is for me because I like magic cards, basically, even if I don't really <laughs> care about the the plane that we're on this time. So you can't even tell us Lord of the Rings. The, the base version doesn't even have the inscription on it. The name <laughs> is literally the One Ring. Like there could have been a One Ring on Phyrexia for all I knew, right? Like <laughs> I doesn't have the inscription. Well, on I know. It. I'm still I'm still a little bit salty about that. I should have had an inscription. Well, okay, okay, they had to save why, that why, why for the five hundred thousand dollar one. Having the inscription on it, it's, it's even comes, in the fire. Five hundred thousand dollars. You're supposed to see the inscription if it's in the fire. This fire literally in the background. What is it's it's not hot enough <laughs> lava for oh, it. So fire, the, the bundle version has the inscription on it. The I know, and then the, the one of one version <laughs> has the inscription on it. So are they just trying that, to goad you into buying more expensive versions? So <laughs> Yeah. yeah, if you want, no if you want the right this, lore, right? you gotta pay. It always had the inscription, right? Or it's is this like, when it's like first forged or something, and it doesn't have an inscription yet? No, when it's not, when it's cooled, it doesn't have the inscription on it. It's when it's when it's heated or when it's yes. being, then I think, wielded see. by Soren. It has the exact yeah. same background as the the one of one one though. I know. <laughs> they're just, they're just like so the, the poorest can't afford the inscription. I'm sorry. <laughs> Maybe they just didn't want to <laughs> agitate all the Lord of the Rings haters. You, so it, if you just buy a, this, you're just like, it's just a ring, whatever. It's just a it's, ring. It's not the real ring. It's not it's, it's the, the, the fake one ring. I'm obviously going to buy the serialized one. All right? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I don't care about the poor. Hold on, let me just save up really quick to go yeah, buy I mean, the I'm going to ring Post one. below and I'm going to buy it off him when he gets it. <laughs> anyway. All right. So, okay, final verdict. We flip-flopped all over the place. <laughs> Give me your final rating. We, our viewers, listeners, need to know whether they should be putting this in every deck or not. I'm staying right where I started. High A, bordering on S. Like, A+. a plus. I'll give it an A+. Plus, right where I started at. Solid All right, I will B. go. Wait, B? So, solid so B. Crimson, the same. Crimson the same as his B. guns, yep. Yeah, solid B. I think it's good in... It's really good in some decks. Yeah. Seth has convinced me it's an S. I think I think the criteria we've talked about is like my my biggest concern is it's so cracked you'll just like kill yourself, and wow. it is so strong that you should modify like five cards in your deck to make sure you don't kill yourself. 
and if you have to warp and and you can do that in a reasonable manner right like you can just simply swap out some removal or like add a little life gain or something and it's like reasonable it's not like you built a new deck just to like make this work so i will upgrade it from my initial ranking of b to s i'm keeping it as an a i think it's always going to be very good in any deck it's going to be cracked in decks that can abuse it but it's never going to be like better than synergy cards in the right deck i don't think and that even though i'm saying like high a i'm only gonna run like one deck two decks i'm gonna put in zedger too i just realized it's very good in my zedger deck because you can just like gif it when it gets too hot for you <laughs> uh yeah <laughs> hot potato uh but yeah this card's this card's gas i'm really excited to to start drawing cards and being the arch enemy for it all so. right crim hit us out with the goal of outro <laughs> <laughs> yeah let's hear your best goal <laughs> I'm not doing what you know how hard it is to do that every time. That's like you have to like. <sighs> Come on. No, now now you've confused me. Now I am doing Yoda. Hold oh, on. Okay. Stop. <laughs> if it, if it I helps, can, I, I can't believe Kira like, was a doctor in Lord of the Rings. <laughs> I don't believe you did a formal study. Did I you have to do the impression to. in class? Was that graded? No. <laughs> How do you think I graduated? No, like I, I obviously, you know, that wasn't all we studied. Let's okay. I want you. I do not have a doctorate in Lord of the Rings. I, I have one impersonation to close it out for you all. There's one impersonation. I'm getting the same wise uh, precon because I must. I when we watched the movie with my boyfriend. I did the Samwise uh, impersonation, and he hated it so much that uh, he banned me from ever doing the voice again, but I'm going to do it anyway. It's going to be <laughs> okay. great. So, okay, so there's a scene where, where Frodo and Sam are leaving the Shire, and Sam goes, he says, Mr. Frodo, if I take one more step, it will be the furthest I ever got from the Shire. Oh, here I go. I take one more step. <laughs> he takes one more step. <laughs> Pretty much like that. Paraphrase. The it's gone! Share the load. What has got in his pockets? What's in that Oh, yes! My pants! <laughs> God, you you got You gotta give us a like, a follow, subscribe for that. <laughs> Stay tuned for, for the next Universes Kirby. Beyond to see uh, who else has a doctorate in whatever social... <laughs> We have, and uh, what other impersonations we could do. <laughs> Thank you, everyone. We'll see you next time.